BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey there, Mr. Mellard. Hey, Doug Benson. <laughs> it's Thursday, May 19th, 2022. So you know what that means. It's May 19th. <laughs> what? It's May 19th. That's one of the things it means. I guess it has multiple meanings, but <laughs> what I was leading up to is we're making a show because it's a Thursday. And then people can listen to it on Friday. And we do that three times a month. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just reminding yeah, you and me and uh, the listeners and any new listeners that that's, uh, that's how it works. We've got another great guest today. If it weren't for that one famous general, he could be one of those people that just goes by one name. <laughs> right? Patton. <laughs> Patton could be a one. He could be a Madonna or a Cher if it wasn't for fucking General Patton. They're always screwing things up. Oh, my God. That guy's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll talk to Pat Oswald all about uh, all of his name, including I don't think I know what his middle name is, but I Ooh, have a guess. Yeah. Do you have a guess? Oh, no clue. Let's each guess. This could be a new recurring feature. Let's each guess what we think the person's middle name is. <laughs> yeah. If one of us got it right. I'm going to guess Walter. I will say Ezekiel. Oh, no way. There's no hey, if way. I, if I get it, though, that's going to be huge. Right. I'm not even going to write it down, though, because I will remember that you said Ezekiel. <laughs> if he says Ezekiel. All right. <laughs> Let's go to work. Gorgeous. Hello, Pat and Oswald. Hello, Doug Benson. Hello, Doug Millard. Hey, dude. <laughs> Does anyone ever say hello, Doug's Millard and Benson? That has not oh, happened yet. Doesn't Millard and Benson sounds like a high end, like a uh, luggage uh, store? <laughs> but like where the suitcases are literally like you, you buy the suitcase so that you can show off that you have it, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think there's some yeah. called like Murphy and Johnston. Like that could. Yeah. Millard and Benson. That sounds really nice. That that <laughs> rolls really nicely. I'm saying. You're gonna do it's just, pot, you know, me. people are going to think that we're not alphabetical because, uh, you know, Doug has some something on me or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like that. That would roll really nicely into like um, uh, a hip hop rhyme. Or they're like, you know, I, I ain't no wishy-washy standing on the fence and rolling downtown with my Millard and Benson, like whatever it is in, with your luggage or pot or something bespoke. Sounds really good. Well, the bottom line is we have a new theme song for next year. <laughs> uh, we'll put a little beat under that and uh, get rid of the heavy metal because I think I think rap's uh, going to make a comeback. Um, so? Yeah. Somehow and make it. <laughs> somebody's gonna turn the rap game back on mm -hmm. um all right well thank you for being here and uh can you disclose your location uh i'm well I, i'm currently speaking to you from chicago illinois but i will not say what hotel yeah that's fair <laughs> <laughs> 
Give us the room number, though, just in case somebody gets lucky and finds the hotel. Oh, you know what? Um, That'll actually be kind of fun. I'm in room. Uh, this will be like a this will be like a little fun scavenger hunt. Um, I'm in room uh, five two four, and I'm not lying. I'm in five two four. Let's see if the phone rings while I'm sitting here. Oh my god! Can you imagine then calling the person in for stalking and then being like, "I'm not stalking. I'm on a scavenger hunt." <laughs> <laughs> a winner. Yeah. Um so uh but you got gigs this weekend elsewhere that aren't in Chicago, right? Yes. Tonight I'm doing a screening of a movie that I shot last year. It's part of the Chicago Film Critics uh festival. And then uh Saturday morning I go to uh Grand Rapids and then from there I go to Madison. Yeah, I figured there had to be a reason other than just Chicago is awesome for stopping off there on your way to those other places. And uh, the, the movie is, is it I Love You, Daddy? It's called I Love You, Dad. Um, no, it's called I Love My Dad. I Love You, Daddy is a different film. Um, you know, uh, I don't. I'm so, it's, I'm so confused by all the, the dad love titles. And don't get me started about P.S. I Love You. Is that to a dad? Uh, no, that no, that is not. A, that's not to a dad, actually. That's to a dead husband, right? I believe. I thought it was. Yes. Oh my God, that is to a dead. It's a. It's a. It's a husband who's died who leaves a note for his his widow. Yes. Think, yeah. And Gerard Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler and what's her name? Hillary Swank. Two comedy greats. Yes. <laughs> One of the all-time great romantic comedies, because he dies immediately. <laughs> yes, exactly. He dies immediately. And then you have the bubbly, manic charm of uh, Hilary Swank. It turns into uh, sister, you know, motherhood of the traveling pants, because it's a bunch of middle-aged ladies hanging out together, trying to help her get her groove back. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. Kathy, Kathy Bates is up in there. Is she? Oh, yeah. And wait, Patton, this is what you're promoting? Um, well, I'm promoting the women. I'm sorry. P.S. I love you. No, I'm not promoting P.S. I love you. I'm <laughs> promoting I love my dad. And then these. When does this when does this podcast drop? It'll be out tonight. So like oh. uh, the screening will have happened and all of Chicago will be talking about Chicago land will be ablaze with roaring reviews. I'll be um, tomorrow. Um, yeah. A guy wrote to me on Twitter today. I just asked randomly, you know, on the Douglas movies account, uh, you know, what movie are you going to go see uh, today? And uh, the guy wrote, I'm, I'm going to see, I love you dad tonight. And I was like, this guy is a liar. That movie isn't out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, that's, so he's going to be at the screening. He's going to act extra familiar with you. So just beware. Lovely. Well, luckily, the screening is at the Music Box, which is one of my favorite theaters. Uh, so I can look forward to that. That'll be really fun. That's a beautiful establishment oh. that I've only seen one movie in. Which one? I cannot wait to tell you. Oh. Because <laughs> I've only seen one movie in it, too, and I can remember it very vividly. Oh, okay. Uh, my one movie I saw there was Passenger 57. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Were yeah. you working a weekend at like Zanies or something? Yeah, it was a matinee and it was like pre Zanies, even. It was when they had an improv there that was very, very busy. No kidding. Uh, yeah, I saw Passenger 57 one day with a, uh, a very black crowd. So it was extra entertaining for me to be a little white boy sitting there listening to all the people tell all the uh, characters how dumb they are. And. Yeah. And is as is the tradition in black cinema, you root for the bad guy. Uh, so the bad guy's the oh, super white guy. <laughs> and so people like had his back more than Wesley Snipes. It was crazy. What? <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. I just uh, remember, I remember even before I saw the movie, I remember Janine's joke about it. Uh, Janine Garofalo, she's, you know, could die hard on a plane, but it's like how many, um, hiding places can the poor guy have and one of her jokes was like he pops out of the bathroom and shoots a guy and goes occupied like everything has like a little catchphrase to it which I thought was <laughs> delightful yeah 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 and and Doug what was the uh, what was the famous catchphrase of that movie that was in the trailer 
Oh, I mean, it's the dumbest. It's such a great dumb catchphrase because people love to say it when they're gambling. And it's like, you're insane. That does not, it's not a real rule. Yeah, uh, Cause he says always bet on black, <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing. It's an amazing thing to say in a movie like that, but it's yeah. people, people take it to the, to the roulette table and they're just dumb. Yeah. And, and he phrases it like, you know what they say in gambling? Always bet on black. It'll be so cool if he did that. And one of the other guys was, that's actually not a, no, you're not, you just, you kind of watch the table and see how the, you don't actually just go in and bet on black. That, you know, that's wrong, right? That yeah. You know what they say in gambling? Sometimes the greens come up. <laughs> that was weird because that was during that time when, Wesley was really blowing up as an action star. So he had Passenger 57, but he also had Murder at 1600. Um, and that had a great catchphrase where he yeah. said, there's been a murder at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, an address that changes all the rules. And um, I think Barrett and Tompkins did a thing where they played. No, that was me. That was me. Oh, that was you. Yeah. And the operator on the other end going, oh, I'm sorry, what, is there a rule change? Because I didn't hear, like, what, how Yeah, this whole just discussion it? about how when there's a murder at the White House, rules are changed. But, like, what rules and why? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? What are you talking, why is there, why is there suddenly a bunch of new rules? This is Bill Maher didn't, didn't write this, did he? <laughs> um, all right. Well, speaking of movies, oh, what was your one movie at the music box? We don't want to leave people hanging on that one. Speed two. Oh, I got to. Well, I got to go see the roadshow version of the Hateful Eight, uh, Tarantino's Hateful Eight. Mm -hmm. and that theater is so. It's like going to see a classic film at the Castro in San Francisco, where when it has an overturn, it has an intermission. You really feel like you've done a little bit of time travel. Like, oh yeah, this is the kind of movie I should be watching in this theater because it's. Uh, speaking of overtures, Patton. Mm. They do them so rarely now at Broadway shows that when they yeah. do happen, when they do happen, the audience squirms like they're in fucking church. Yeah. Like they cannot handle it. They're like, why isn't it starting? Like they're just sitting there out of their minds and it just is so distracting and it's hard to enjoy. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, th this is par for the course, people. You don't act like this is weird. Yeah, this is what this is what they do. It's it's fun and exciting. Like, it's just like how there's no opening credits anymore. It's like it's just a title card for most movies. Yeah. And it's like especially big movies just want to get right into it. Like you're going to fucking pay all that money and get a seat <clears throat> for Doctor Strange and go, oh, these credits are too long. I'm out. Refund. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, how, is, how weird is it to watch like a movie like Jaws and when they do the end credits, it's literally two screens. That's it. It's like this is before all the unions were like, hey, we should get credit here. So the end credits and beginning credits of the movie used to be so short. You yeah. could just say every personnel on it, like, boom, there it is. Okay, here we go. We're done. Yeah. And then certain specialty areas started getting more and more, you know, action, but they'd be like in the opening credits. And then at the very yeah. end, it would just say the end. Like, you know, like Edith yeah. Head. You'd always see Edith Head at the beginning because she was such a big costume designer that they had to get give her cards. Yeah, get yeah. her card. Um, yeah, that was also really weird how um, there was a, a time in the 80s when um, every weekend there was a new slasher film, especially if it was a holiday-based slasher film. And they would, they would, in the trailer, and even on the poster sometimes, the makeup guy would get the biggest credit of everyone in the film. like. From Tom Savini, like the burning, Tom Savini is the biggest name on the poster. Like the guy that did the effects on Maniac and Friday the 13th is going to kill some people in this. Would you like to come see what he did with the blood bags and the, um, and the, <laughs> and the latex? Because it's going to be exciting. I do love blood bags. Yeah, but they would, I think there's a trailer for a movie called The Prowler. And the main thing of the trailer is from Tom Savini, like, there, someone wrote the movie, someone directed it, but Tom Savini is the guy that's going, hey, you you psychopaths like this dude, right? Come on. He's done yeah. more stuff. I mean, <laughs> you know, our, our first time we got to really lay eyes on him, he had, he, you know, he had his intestines pulled out of his body. So, yes. like, yes. you know, he has a memorable first impression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, that stays with you.
the Internet Movie Database mm-hmm. uh, or database, um, depending on if you're a Star Trek fan or not, I guess. Oh, um, actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, they, I typed in Patton just for the hell of it. You know, because I'm all about research for a podcast, and uh, you came I up. IMDb, Pat- I better IMDb my friend that I've known since the '90s. Let's see what he does. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Um, but so you came out at number three for uh, people people with patent in your name or movies or TV shows with patent. I just put it into the overall search. Okay. So you came out pretty high considering like you did, like you came out above, you know, the movie patent, which that's an achievement. That's an achievement in and of itself, I think. Um, But who do you think were number one and two of the people with the name patent? Well, I I know that uh, Paula Patton must have beat me. Yeah, Paula Patton's number two. But then number one, this kind of surprised me. He must be in something that's currently popular because that's how IMDb works. Oh, okay. Who? Yeah. Because when I type P-A-T-T, Robert Pattinson comes up first. But if there's a Patton, wait a minute. Is it Sean Patton? No, when I look today, because also it's always changing, but when I look today, it was Will Patton. Oh, my God. What? Yeah, that that's how IMDb. Sometimes he must be in something that's coming out. Yeah, must be some reason people are typing his name into this search. Will Patton's always been great. Yeah, he's such a great actor. I've I've loved him since No Way Out and Desperately Seeking Susan. He's just always made the weirdest choices. He's great. Yeah, he hasn't really gone like the typical. Uh, route plus he also is one of those actors that somehow is avoided like you'd ever see him on talk shows yeah because i just don't i think he's just also i think he's one of those guys that is constantly working i think he just likes to work <laughs> yeah and it, and it feels like the promo stuff and he's like i don't want to who cares let me just go and make another movie yeah i think so i think he's just a really consummate actor as they like to say even though to me it sounds like he just jizzed on something his delivery of the line in armageddon what are you doing with a gun in space (laughs) which makes it so funny because he's so deadly serious about his question what are you doing with a gun in space (laughs) yeah it's so funny too like if people can't remember exactly who said that line like that's part of the thing about him is he's always uh I always recognize him, I feel like, but he is like one of those character actors. Like he's like uh, sort of like Steve Zahn. Yep. Uh, you know, dare I say Gary Sinise, maybe, I don't know. But like these guys that like, you know, they're just not in one of those movies that's like so indelible. You're right. In the case of Armageddon, like that thing is just so full of uh, no- known faces, you know. Oh, yeah. So huge. It's just that was so massive. Oh, but you know what's doing it for him right now, I bet? What? Is that he's uh, he's in uh, Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's in freaking Yellowstone. Yeah, so everyone's mom and dad have made him huge. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> like in mid-season right now. I mean, this, this crazy resurgence of these Westerns, because now they're making a, another one with Harrison Ford. Yeah, it's another, another, another spinoff of Yellowstone, like just... You know, I mean, the the West was pretty big, so I guess you could just put it in a different spot, a different year. <laughs> oh, well, wait a minute. The you, well, the one with Harrison Ford and also Helen Mirren is a prequel, right? Uh, probably, yeah, because yeah. the one with Sam yeah, Elliott's so. a prequel to the one with Kevin Costner. But the Kevin Costner one takes place in present day, does it not? I think it might. I, think I don't think I'm not sure. That's wait, a great question. Is Harrison Ford playing a young Kevin Costner? <laughs> No, it's different generations. Of, yeah. of, <laughs> he's he's going to play Kevin Costner's character in middle school. There is an amazing CGI on him. It's like it's like different generations of uh, unlikely movie tough guys. Yeah. Well, Kevin Costner is. By the way, speaking of Kevin Costner, um, you know, Will Will Patton was the big villain in Postman, and was great in that. They have that huge fight at the end. He and I just like hearing that you think something is great in the postman. <laughs> Look, 
The po- I know the post. I saw the the day it came out. I saw it with it was me, Greg Proops, and Brian Posehn all went <laughs> together just to sit there and make fun of it. Like we couldn't believe what we were seeing. But there are sadly enough, it's one of those badly made science fiction movies where a lot of the shit in it is sort of coming true, which feels uncomfortable in a lot of ways. The the idea of people building compounds and seceding and trying to build their own weird societies out in the out in the mountains and stuff like that right. is sort of happening in a fucked up way i, I don't know what america you're living in <laughs> yeah we used to get it like said and we could watch with our popcorn our laps uh post-apocalyptic movies like with a real like this is fantasy kind of yeah. uh, attitude and now you watch, you know, now these things, I, I, ho- I hope they make less of them these days. I, I know yeah. there's people out there that want to be more, even more scared by what's going on, but I'm fine <laughs> at the level, the threat level that I'm living now, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I don't need to pay money to, to feel um, despondent and nihilistic. It, it's a little weird. But I wonder if because America does feel like it's coming apart, is there comfort in watching a show like Yellowstone which is about people that even though there's a lot of soap opera um, intrigue and backstabbing and stuff, um, it, it's still about people who are rugged and can live off the land on their own. Like there's some, there must be something weirdly comforting about that. Well, yeah, I'll tell you what's comforting about it is that these people's survival rates are incredible for the time period. Like, yeah, uh, that there's whole families like little house in the prairie. Like there's a whole family and they're all alive through t- 10 seasons of the show. Come on. Um, yeah. The prairie was a little rougher. It was rougher. Anywhere. Yeah. You know, and then you watch like the Coen brothers, a ballad of Buster Scruggs and like, they find a way to just pick people off in no matter what the Western scenario is in that movie, people are going to (laughs) die. Oh yeah. It's really, uh, it's brutal. It's really, uh, uh, I think Thanos may have produced it. That's the, <laughs> that's what was so what was so tragic about Kevin Costner, even though he's he had a he's had a huge resurgence because of Yellowstone. But Waterworld and Postman kind of put him in movie jail. So when he released Open Range, which is a genuinely brilliant Western movie, nobody went and saw it. And I saw it in the theater and I couldn't believe how good it was. And I was like, Oh, he he's the boy who's cried bad movie so often that now that he's put out a good movie, no one, everyone's like, well, this must suck too. And it didn't. It's a well, you know, uh, but like, uh, you know, that was part of the problem is his big Oscar movie dances with wolves, you know, when, when he won director and best picture, mm-hmm. um, like became dated, like, you know, before it left cinemas, like yeah. it was like, <laughs> it was like people were immediately over it. And yeah. immediately, like, oh, dances with what, what? What kind of cultural appropriation bullshit is this? And uh, it's sort of rem- that movie's sort of in kind of movie jail. It's like you know, you're talking about best picture winners that don't deserve to be there. Like, it's right in line, right after Crash, probably. But well, but that one for, <laughs> that one for me, it, it's not only is it right in line behind Crash, but it's also. It lost best movie and director to Goodfellas, which, <laughs> right, which, right. Goodfellas, which is literally part of our vernacular now in terms of slang, in terms of explaining things in a way like, oh, they just did him like Madison Cawthorn just got taken out by the Republican Party. They took him out. And almost everyone that was writing about it politically was like, this is like they Joe Pesci'd him in Goodfellas. He was costing <laughs> them too much money and they took him and whacked him. Like that's they literally the the, the campaign that unseated him was run by the Republicans. So, so like that is now part of our and dance with wolves. No one brings that up anywhere. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's a it's a terrible. Uh, the whole thing is 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 rough. Like uh, like you know the, the the main Indian lady is played by uh, you know a lovely actress, but she's like a white lady. Well, she was a. <laughs> white girl that was captured oh right raised by them but again there's still that <laughs> it's still that weird white savior thing of like thank yeah God, white guy. why is yeah why is that the story to tell like when they made that stephen biko movie with denzel washington stephen biko was a supporting character and yes. the white guy played by kevin klein was the hero of the movie <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. It's just crazy. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I forgot there was that weird spate of um, uh, white high school principal movies. There was one with Jim Belushi and there was one with um, <laughs> um, Tom Berenger who go, and then was also the one with um, Michelle oh, Pfeiffer, yeah. the educator that goes, and there was a black writer, I forgot who wrote this, but he basically called them goes, these are modern Tarzan movies for white supremacists. These are, well, if we could just get a white guy in there to tame Africa, but like they just, they, you, you can't do that anymore because it's so blatant. So they change it to what, don't you care about our educational system? Like it's so evil what they do, how they sneak it in. Man, this got way deep. I'm sure there were a lot of like liberals going, patting themselves on the back going, isn't it wonderful what we're, we're showing? It's like, no, you're we're not right. looking at it from your perspective here. Yeah. <laughs> and African-American watching this is beyond insulted right now. And they're even more insulted that you're going, you're, you're welcome. You know what? You're, you're welcome. I, I did a pretty good job here. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take uh, Stand and Deliver every day. That Everyone oh. was correct in that, right? God, that movie was so good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Lou Diamond Phillips isn't going to turn out to be a white guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, speaking of cool names like Lou Diamond Phillips. Ooh. Because is Diamond his real middle name, or is that his nickname that he just put into his SAG name? Like, oh where did where that come from? Because really, there's not quotes around Diamond. Because Lou Phillips would not have been the success that Lou Diamond Ooh. Phillips is. There's no <laughs> way. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do. I mean, <laughs> we got to get Lou Phillips uh, for the Richie Valens <laughs> story. Nobody ever is demanding that Lou Phillips show up for something. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, hey Lou. <laughs> Lewis Phillips. I wonder if there's a guy uh, in, in SAG that was popular or like around the same time he was starting out named Lou oh. Phillips. It's just so bummed out there. Wow. Another <laughs> Lou taking all the work. And then, and what's, um, isn't Lou Diamond Phillips in something right now? He's a lot of these actors, these big stars from the eighties and nineties are now in these really good, like solid not going to go anywhere anytime soon TV series. Like that has become like a better version of Branson for movie actors or these big um, yeah. you know, limited TV series. Yeah. A lot of them need older characters and stuff. I, th the last thing I saw Lou, uh, the last place I saw LDP was um, <laughs> he was uh, a prisoner, a, a tough guy prisoner in a, a a recurring role when uh, Andy Samberg was in prison on uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh my lord! Yeah. Oh, it's terrific. He's he the two the two main characters in prison are Lou Diamond Phillips, who's the guy he's scared of mm -hmm. while he's in prison, and then the guy he becomes buddies with is a person who's been put away for being a cannibal. He's in jail for life, but he's really nice guy played by Tim Meadows. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Tim Meadows. I still think one of the most underrated comedic performances ever is Tim Meadows in Mean Girls is one of the funniest. This guy who it's an authority figure with no authority. And he's so Zen about how absolutely no authority that he has. All of his <laughs> scenes make me laugh so hard in that. Yeah, he's great. And, um, you know, he's got a pretty, uh, Tim is a, we haven't had a Tim on the show yet. That name, I don't know. It feels like it might be falling out of favor or something. I, I don't, oh, Timothy Chalamet. So I guess you got to go full Timothy now. Oh yeah. Well, there's still Timothy Meadows would have been terrible. That would have been terrible for Tim <laughs> oh, Meadows. No, no, no. <laughs> Timothy Meadows. No. <laughs> Timothy Meadows. That doesn't work. Timothy Roth doesn't work. Um, no, none of that works. <laughs> All right, so Pat. Tim. Who's the other one? Oh, Timothy Robbins. Oh yeah. Yeah, they all they all go Tim, but they all they, they're all they all have been around for a minute. So yeah. maybe Timothy is the new way to go. But in the case of Patton, uh what was that like just as a as a first name to have a name so unique, but also that children could probably latch on to uh war references 
Right. I mean, it's not like it rhymes with like fatten or splatten or anything like that. So that, that, you know, I, that. Um, yeah. I mean, the rhyme thing fucks most of us. You got, you got to admit yeah. like most, most yeah. names, you can rhyme something pretty bad. Exactly. My only thing was I hate the name Pat. Um, so when I say my name, but I don't want to, I don't want to ever go Patton. Um, so when I, I'll try to say my name, what's your name, Patton? Pat. And then I got to go no, P-A-T-T-O-N. And then I look like I'm this weird particular guy in which I don't want to be. But I just the, the name Pat is so dopey. I don't know why I don't like that name. It just but that's weird. I think that's like probably reason number one and amongst many. But it's a very big reason why you didn't you're not a person who spent a lot of time in, in loud nightclubs. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know what? Because you're um, constantly having to tell, explain, like make people figure it out in a situation where it's hard to talk. Yes. I heard there's a great, um, uh, I read, uh, there's some Roger Ebert review where he talks about loud nightclubs are meant for young, good looking people because you're not going to do a whole lot with your personality or your conversation. So that's when you. You're, the, the loud music and the bright lights are there to help you because you don't have that much to talk about yet. And it's as you get older, then you want to maybe go to dinner with just one person or be somewhere quiet because you got to use your conversation and your charm to get you through. Uh, and so I was just never, although when I was young, I never liked loud ass nightclubs. I never understood the appeal. It just, it always, um, it always bummed me out. But you're yeah. Now, right? Yeah. <laughs> what? He's in, you're into it now, right? Oh, well, now, are you kidding? That's all I do. Um, <laughs> no, I've never been, like, um, it, nothing was worse to me than you'd be at a comedy club and the staff was like, and we all go hang out afterwards. And, like, you'd be in the back in the kitchen. There's always photos of, like, them as a group screaming at the camera. And I'm like, oh, I know I'm not going to hang out with these guys. Like, I, I love them, but I don't want it. When I'm done with my work, I want to go and be quiet and meditate i don't want to be somewhere with in excess's new sensation blasting in my ear i'm trying to talk to someone i just can't do it i really thought you were about to tell us there's a new in excess song <laughs> that would be crazy yeah you heard you you got to hear their new sensation before anybody else mm -hmm. um Okay, so so I, I like that. I instinctually never drop back to calling you Pat. I just always referred to you as Patton and had no problem doing so. And I did you the favor of never calling you Douglas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice fair exchange, but also just uh, it just makes sense because that's like you know I probably saw your name in print a few times before I even met you in person. Yeah. And uh, and that's your name, Patton. So. Yeah. What about that goddamn uh, It's Pat sketch on SNL? Well, <laughs> It's Pat is one of those things that has aged insanely badly. Um, <laughs> very funny at the time because now the only the one way it's aged well is it's a great document as to how um, straight cis people looked at trans people. Um, back then. Um, so in a weird way, it's good that we like, oh, that's how things were for trans people back then. But what's kind of interesting is that, I don't know if you watch, there's a show called A Work in Progress, uh, which is about a, um, uh, like like a woman who kind of, and it's a this, this woman, Abby McNanny, who is a, she kind of looks like it's Pat in real life. And um, so she is, and, and Julia Sweeney plays herself in the series taking shit for doing the it's pat sketches and trying <laughs> to deal with it it's really funny where she's like i wow. didn't i did not think that was going to age as badly as it did oh my god it's really <laughs> incredible yeah and you know and J julia was so funny as that character like it could have yeah. just been a, a man or a woman and the, and just who acts that way Right. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. you know, like, I mean, I, I like Stefan is this crazy character, but I never really think, I guess he probably makes jokes about his sexuality, but I just, you know, think he reads pretty obviously, but also can be so yeah. over the top, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's very, uh, unsettling how poorly things have aged. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> in, in, on the same way, in the same sense though, I'm glad that things age poorly because then you have 
a document of how things were. You can, and you can, it's actually comforting when you look back and go as bold and progressive as uh, SNL was in the 70s. They were cool with John Belushi uh, doing a Japanese samurai character, mm-hmm. basically doing uh, just another version of Mickey Rooney and Breakfast at Tiffany's. All of these woke so-called hip liberals were laughing at some pretty cringy stuff, and it just shows you how far we've come. And I also really love the fact that we chose a profession that our stuff does not last. It it doesn't. <laughs> even if it even if it doesn't get canceled, nothing is funny forever. There's there was, you know, they they don't. There's a reason that they don't have someone dressed up like Laurel and Hardy or Charlie Chaplin walking around Universal Studios anymore because people don't know who the hell they are, and their stuff just doesn't really hold up the way that we would want it to. And but that's kind of the fun of comedy, is you really are creating in the moment. That's what makes it more thrilling to me. <laughs> It reminds me of how, you know, I've really been hooked lately on old match game and uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, Richard Dawson. Oh, boy. Was <laughs> I mean, there's a whole lot of things. But one thing that he was as a comedian was he was always doing impressions of W.C. Fields and mm-hmm. and Laurel and Hardy. And it was and it was like I remember thinking back at the time that when I was a child in the 70s, I wouldn't have gotten what he was doing. <laughs> and he would just do it all the time. He'd always fiddle with his tie like Oliver Hardy. And it's just so yeah, it's so funny to watch now because he was also it, under the guise of being like he was thought to be like the smoothest guy. You know, he was so cool. Mm-hmm. But then he'd do that all the time. It's so funny. <laughs> I also love what I love is watching. Um, you can see a couple of them on YouTube. And, and it's again, it's very fun to watch just for the cringe factor is before he got to host um, uh, Family Feud, he was like promised a host spot on a game show. Like he was sick of being a panelist because he was the breakout star on. Absolutely. Yeah. Before uh, Charles Nelson. Riley took the throne from him. So I believe in his last season, he was so pissed at the network because they were still negotiating his contract that he stopped doing all of his funny stuff. And they would come to him and they would go, you know, and they uh, show she was mad that they didn't rearrange the blank. He'd just go chairs and then just sit there and not say anything. And Gene would try, try to get some banter going with him and he would just go chairs. Just it's chairs. Is it not chairs? Okay, move on. Like he was throwing this weird temper tantrum until he got his show and it's so amazing to watch that oh, like wow. that was his form of civil disobedience is i'm gonna yeah. stop me entertaining on this game show till i get what i want <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've heard stories of you know it's unfortunate because it's like to watch the show they all just seem to be having a great time for the most part but uh but it's still like it's interesting that behind the scenes there was such uh, acrimony between some of them, but sometimes they'd also just insult each other pretty openly, which is oh, yeah. also fun. But, you know, that speaking of Richard Dawson, we'll, we'll move on in a second. We actually have to take a commercial break, but speaking oh. of, for speaking of Richard Dawson, the, uh, they, they would so often the guests would, uh, the contestants would pick him for the one-on-one match, like 90% of the time. Oh Yeah even when somebody else would give him the answer that got him to that spot, they'd still go, I want to go with Richard. Cause he, uh-huh. cause he was pretty good at it too. But like a lot of them also just wanted to kiss him, but the, <laughs> when they, when they win, cause every time they win, there's a smooch, but mm-hmm. just so weird to watch uh, even pre Pando, but after Pando, it's like, God damn. So uh, <laughs> we were such monsters back then. <laughs> 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 I didn't know what the fuck we were doing, but, yeah. uh, but they, they brought into the show, remember how at one point suddenly the contestant had to spin a wheel to determine who they would super match with? Yes. And that was because that was because Richard, they didn't want him to get picked so much. So they did that so that he get picked less often. Oh my gosh. And that was the beginning yeah. of it. That's when he probably started to get really weird with them. And uh, you yeah. know, eventually he got family feud out of it. And then he got family feud out of it, which he was fantastic at. Yeah, he's good. He's a good host of it. It's a, he strangely doesn't hold up well compared to Steve Harvey today because Steve Harvey, 
he's just keeping it moving. No bullshit thing. Oh, really. Yeah. It really makes me happy. Like, yeah. uh, but one night he did an extended riff that was like a couple minutes long. And we were both my girlfriend and I, our jaws were dropping because he does not do that very often on wow. the current version of the show. He just moves along, but he had this bit. He, he just like, I, it wasn't even funny. He just kept, kept, you know, going on and on about something, but I'm going on and on. We need to go to a break. Okay. Uh, this hour is whizzing by, uh, but you know, go take a whiz if you need to. We'll be right back. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We are back and we are, our bladders are empty. <laughs> and we are ready to ask a very important question that we ask on this show. Patton, would you tell us your middle name, please? Oh, God, this is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> My middle name is Peter. Patton okay. Patton Peter Oswald. So <laughs> did you have a discussion with the, the your parents at some point about the why they went with the alliteration there on the... Uh, Pat and I Peter thing. My dad really wanted um, me to be named Patton because all the names in the baby book he didn't like. And then, um, but my mom was like, well, I want to name him after one of my brothers. And then they didn't think of, they just didn't have that sense of aesthetics that you need to go, wait a minute, let's roll these together. I just don't think they thought it through <laughs> as well as they did because Pat and Peter is such a goofy, stupid name. <laughs> I mean, it really is. They might as well have named you Patent Pending. Yes. Why not? Do a fucking pun with it. I mean, if you're going to have that much fun, make it a picnic. I mean, I don't know what. what oh, Patent Picnic Oswald. Oh, d don't even, please. <laughs> let's, go on a, let's go on a Patent Picnic. Patent um, Picnic Oswald. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, that's the the good part about the middle name is that you know, no matter how much shame it brings you, it doesn't have to come up often, and you get to you get to set the terms. Unless you're showing your ID to somebody, and then they're just being an asshole if they're taking time out to check your middle name and then try to dunk you for it. I hate my middle name so much that <clears throat> I don't even have it on my credit cards. Like, like if I can have if I have a choice. And they say, what is your uh, credit card number or what is your middle name? And then if, if it's not required, I never put it in. I just, I hate that so much. Oh sometimes God. it's required, sometimes it's not. Yeah, I've got cards that are both. Uh, and in fact, all of my names, like, cause like one of my current, you know, I've got a Douglas out there and it's, it's crazy. Um, but like, so would your parents call you Douglas or? No, never. I mean, I, I can't. I can't even picture it really. Not even when they're mad. Cause it's just quicker to say Doug, even when you're mad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is, true. Um, it is, you know, it's way quicker. Yeah. I don't understand that people, you know, drag out people's names when they're angry. That's more like they're more, they're more scolding at that point. They're yeah. like, you know, dragging your name out just to, just to make you feel bad. Um, but Patton, Peter Oswald, oh, yeah, that's a real it's a real speed bump there on those uh, those <laughs> those first two. But uh, you know, good number of syllables, I think. <laughs> you know, I think the flow is all right in that sense. But uh, no, I see, I disagree. The flow sounds like the beginning of a nursery rhyme, and that's why I don't like it. And oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it also sounds like it sounds like you're talking about two people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Do is Pat and Peter coming over? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? What's going on with Pat and Peter? <laughs> Boy, those guys you, you usually see them together all the time. They're not, I don't know what's going on with them. <laughs> um, also interesting, like yeah, your parents really. Uh, it sounds like they did a little research into baby names, but not you know 
didn't go go crazy with it because I would also think that people would be even more likely to make a mistake than I'm sure you already have to deal with all the time of calling you Oswalt instead of Oswald. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you're already revving, you're revving the peas so hard, Pat and Peter Oswalt. <laughs> There's a lot of I do a lot of amending when I when I meet people. There's a lot of asterisks when I meet people for the first time. But I like I cringe when I see Oswald like in print somewhere at a club I'm going to be playing where you're playing because it's like I don't know it just it, it weirds me out but I, I guess also it, when you know the person uh, that you're already starting from a place of like privilege or something like yes. you know how could anybody get this wrong but it seems like <laughs> it seems like one that they shouldn't get get wrong like that and you know it's like I always drove me crazy with Bobcat gold, you know, when they go gold waste. Oh man. Instead yeah. of gold sweat. And I'm just like, really, is it that? But then again, you know, now that I'm getting older, I fuck up names all the time. So yeah. who am I to judge? <clears throat> I wonder how, I wonder how far away we are from the age where like movie and TV titles, we just sort of start scrambling them in our brain. Cause you know, that's coming. I mean, we're, we're still of the age. We're like, no, it's called Lord of the Rings, but we, we will eventually get to the age that I think Doug uh, or Greg Barron talked about when his dad was like, you've seen that movie, go get the rings or like, like everything is just kind of close enough as far as titles are concerned. Does that happen to everyone or just some people? Hmm. You want to take that one, Doug? I think with how dumb we're getting with TikTok and everything else, that's definitely going to happen to everybody. And probably the younger age, like it's coming sooner than later. Yes. Yes. I, I would actually agree with that. I think that's coming, unfortunately. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, with a name like Patton? Do people need to, does anybody that you're close to or that you went to school with, did anybody give you a nickname that stuck for any period of time? Um. <clears throat> No, although I do remember um, Janine Garofalo would always say Paton. She loved to say Paton or Paton Baton. <laughs> she just she loved to stress that second syllable uh, like she was from Louisiana. And so there were certain people like Tony Kameen and stuff that would say it that way. Yes. Um, I remember that one. But for the most part, I mean, I, I mean, I got the from the bullies. I got the like the fat and, and stuff like that. But th there was nothing that never felt creative to me because. That was my first experience with, um, oh, wait a minute. I think I might even be more creative than my bullies. Like it, it took the sting away when you're like, well, that was the first thing I thought of. Didn't you think there's better things you could do? You know what I mean? That is an interesting point. Cause like all the ones I think back on, you know, my replies, you know, you're never going to like burn them back in a way no. <laughs> that, you know, where everybody suddenly got you on their shoulders, you know, but, <laughs> but uh, you're not going to turn into Rudy all of a sudden, but, <laughs> but I did, I did always reply with, you know, the same thing I apply to hecklers now, which is just trying to, trying to answer the question that they're raising, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, or, or find out why there's, why, they're saying that you know and, and yeah, if, you, it, if you try to put logic over their stupidity it tends to rip them apart pretty quickly yeah <laughs> yeah because the one the one i got hit with a lot was benson and hedges cigarettes and like cigarettes were popular when i was a kid like it wasn't like <laughs> yeah. you know it was you know it wasn't like these kids were like uh ahead of their time and you know knew how bad the cancer was going to be and they shouldn't smoke while pregnant you know uh, so it was just the dumbest it's just such a knee jerk I mean it wasn't even called he he you know Hedges and Benson it's called Benson and Hedges so they just give it to you it's just yeah, right there also, like, just say it it, it doesn't work <laughs> and, and it also it fails in two eras because like you said in the 70s it's like well yeah so you're saying I'm a popular thing and then in the 90s when Benson and like, you know smoking just kind of went away and especially like brands like Benson and Hedges who the f you, you can't do an insult where the person goes well no what is that oh it, was a brand <laughs> of cigarettes. it used to be a brand of cigarettes called Benson and Hedges and so oh okay like you, the that is that's such a you're right it's true I recently tried to insult somebody by saying go put on your garanimals and nobody knew what I was talking about. <laughs> 
you gotta be, you gotta know what's, uh, what's the latest <laughs> stores are. If you, if you sling a store that no one knows what you're talking about, I feel like in another generation, you know, Kmart is not going to be an insult anymore. Oh, yeah. and, and they'll, they won't know what quite what that means. Yeah. Just, you know, Oh, you shop at abandoned building. <laughs> I love I love when people know the phraseology of comedy but not how it's supposed to be used, especially some open micers. I saw I'll never forget I was hosting an open mic up in um Van in Toronto and an open micer went up and he was actually doing pretty well. He wasn't not funny, but at one point he goes Man, the uh, the black on black crime is really getting out of hand, right, ladies? <laughs> oh my God. He had heard the phrase "right, ladies," but he's like, "No, you don't. Just you can't just throw that at the end of any fucking joke." <laughs> right there, right there. It's just a statement still at that yeah. point. Exactly. Yeah, it's just you haven't made the joke yet. Not even a joke. You're just you know, just hoping to get that, that extra laugh just, for just saying the right comedy words. That made me laugh so hard when I heard it. It just made me laugh. So <laughs> Every you know, I'm going to get serious for a moment. Every life in, is precious. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just that, that kind of stuff I love. Um, does anybody ever uh, do they enjoy referring to you by names of characters you've played? Yeah, I get a lot of and, and I get a, I, I'm I I've done the I've been in the kind of things where the titles get messed up a lot. So when I was on King of Queens, um, it was a lot of like you're on the uh, on the King Kings with Queens. Kings and Queens? What's the show? Kings and like they would like ask a million, ju- and I would always just kind of agree. Yeah, Kings and Queens. Like I didn't want to go down the whole like. Well, no, no actually, uh, it's called. You know, I don't want to be that guy. Um, yeah, and suddenly you're like suddenly less powerful than them because they're the idiot. Yeah, but you got to go out of your way to be polite. I don't want to be an asshole. <laughs> no. <Nuh-uh. Yeah. laughs> Uh, and then I also get a lot of you play Ratatouille, and I never, I've never once gone. Well, the rat's name is Remy, because then I turn into uh, the doctor's name is Frankenstein. Okay, shut up. So I, I never want to be that. Yeah, yeah oh, but also I, I want you to be they, that. I think they call you Ratatouille though, because you know, obviously it's the title, but also uh, Remy is like somehow more foreign. Yeah, you know, like it's a it's a word people feel weird saying. It's like you know, like it's like if you meet a man named Michelle, it feels weird. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It does sound Remy does sound more foreign. Yeah, and it's just like harder for people to remember and then think they're saying it right. Whereas Ratatouille, it's been drilled into everybody just by you know just by the popularity of it. Like yeah, I just posted about it on Instagram the other day because uh, I saw some you know. Uh, an old picture I'd taken of some uh, ratatouille stuff, oh, and really? uh, but they still got this rat. That rat's still uh, still rocking the, uh, you know, his image is uh, pretty much go. all over the place still. Yeah, so Good. so you're gonna you're still gonna get that from people, unfortunately, well, especially with everything all at once. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> that one really. Uh, I, I went to a screening. I was like, I could not believe what I was seeing. <laughs> yeah i saw the movie before you did and i was just like well there's one part you're really gonna love <laughs> <laughs> and the, but yeah well, when, when i was done seeing it i texted brad bird and said dude go see um uh everything everywhere all at once and don't do any reading about it yeah which Best is good advice go. regardless even if you're not brad bird right it's good advice to, actually like, i mean it is it is that movie has given me so much hope for like, oh, you know, your movies and theaters still work. It, it, it's you just got to be even more creative and more amazing with what you're doing. That's all you got to do. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's totally doable. Yeah, and you know, and even and if you are like repurposing or rebooting or whatever, like you know, it, it's still possible to make it interesting, not just do the obvious things. You know, right. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> and, 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 you know, I don't know why some of these titles, I don't know why, why couldn't you just put a couple of famous guys in a movie that's like fast and furious and just stop calling them fast and furious movies. Just, just have a different, something different about it, but still the same cool car crashes. Yeah. If people like car crashes, you can do it without, although, you know, <laughs> they love, they love the fucking brand and recognition and that's how they sell them overseas it's yeah. all about you got to make your money overseas that's why people like stallone and john claude van damme will make movies forever because they can put their face on something and it makes a ton of money yeah and just the words fast and furious everybody all over the world knows what that means yeah. so like even if vin diesel really does dip after this 10th one it's still <laughs> going to be a franchise somehow like yeah. other just they'll just come up with other you know, uh, I don't know if any of the other actors in, in the movies would, could have their own movie, but, uh, you know, I don't think it's all about Vin. Um, I, I hope, I hope it's like passed on for generations, like the bond, you know, role. Yeah. I mean, don't you feel like Vin? I mean, do you think that Vin is suspicious or he maybe just doesn't perceive that every, every sequel to this franchise has been an attempt to find a way to replace Vin? and buy another character that they can spin off. Doesn't it feel that way? Do you like type what you're saying during uh, <laughs> interviews like this? Like, are, was, you, are you your own stenographer? <laughs> I was, you caught me. I was totally answering a text from home about a home emergency. And I was just like, I can't. Oh, I know it was important because we could, you know, we could hear it. We could hear you texting, but also, but also you're much better at it than I am that the, the, uh, because you were doing all the talking while you were texting, you didn't do oh, it while we yeah. were talking. <laughs> Jesus, so right. that was uh, that was impressive. Um, well, thanks for yeah. subscribing the show. Yeah, if you can send it, <laughs> we appreciate it. Yeah, we really like to have a copy. But is it so? Everything's okay now. Everything's fine now. Oh God, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Everything's fine. <laughs> You know, yeah, us thugs run, su I, I, we run such a tight ship. I, I understand why you wouldn't want to say, hey, can we pause a minute? There's an emergency right. at my home. Oh, my God. I mean, it's, it, this show pops, 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 guys. I can't stop the flow for anything. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a, that's a funny bit. Like a guy who's like always being interviewed while also, you know, doing things, you know, yeah. his everyday things that he has to do. Uh, trying to report it constantly. Yeah, I wanted to ask you this. I don't know where this popped into my head, but do you know Tony Hawk? Yes, I know Tony Hawk very because, well. Because talk about a guy. Is, is Hawk a, like a name he picked up along the way somewhere? Or is that his real last name? That is his. Have you seen um, Until the Wheels Come Off? I haven't seen it yet. I bet you they start with Tony Hawk is his yeah. real name. That's his real name. And, and he always dared to fly. <laughs> not unlike his namesake he had a much crazier childhood than i thought that he had um it's a fascinating documentary as to how he had to kind of build his world and build his identity but yeah i've i've kind of become friends with him he invited my family and i to go this is during the right as the pandemic was starting to loosen up even though we all wore masks um he saw that alice really liked skateboarding i, I think i posted a video for and skateboard and he goes if you guys want to drive down to san diego for a lesson in my warehouse i'm like wow <laughs> so down we went him and um tony hawk and um this uh, something armstrong or o'brien this other skater also amazing and the alice was trying to learn how to do verts and stuff and was just incredible and it was i think i that's probably why i thought that you might know tony hawk because i probably yeah. saw footage of that yeah uh on your uh, social or something because uh that is that is so damn cool that is that's is like ridiculous like does she now is your daughter gonna be like hey i'm really into this thing could you <laughs> you know like i'm really into fashion design now can you get uh you know what's yeah. your name from uh, can you get on a wind tour to yeah. uh, teach me something? <laughs> yeah, she'll teach. Get... She'll be happy to teach her a lesson. I bet. <laughs> oh, Anna Wintour is folksy and down home, and just wants to hang out with a thirteen-year-old and teach her how to sell. Um, <laughs> I mean, that was a, that was just such a, a treat, and also just to you know, there was a weird parallel in the 
oh, I never quite fit growing up and I had to kind of create something, create a world that I fit into. I mean, it wasn't that I was such an outcast, but it was like, if I'm going to be honest, I really just want to do stand up, you know, and I right up until I started stand up, I was like, maybe I'll be a writer. Maybe I'll do this. The minute I started doing open mics, I'm like, this is kind of all I want to do. And there was a lot of like having to not lie to people, but just go, oh, yeah, I do. I do sets at night and I'm still trying to be a writer and maybe I'll get a day job. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I will burn everything down if I can just be a comedian. I don't care about anything else. This is all I want to do. You know, and then you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And. It, it's weird when you when you reach that realization and, and realize that a lot of people just don't think that way about the creative arts where there's always some kind of backup or there's always they're hedging their bets. And I was like, I don't want to hedge my bets. This is all I want to do, even if it means yeah. I can live with five people and and, you know, shop at um, Aldi and uh, uh, Goodwill for the rest of my life. As long as I can be doing stand up, I'm fine. Yeah, you're like camera will always be there for me. <laughs> camera will give me rides. <laughs> but yeah, i mean his last name is his real last name is hawk and he flies through the sky hey you know guys it's a bird name he's up there that's, and uh, he flies around that's insane <laughs> that's hey, so you know, crazy the way god thinks sometimes hey, you know, it makes you shit you know when you think about it <laughs> when you think about the 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 when you think about eternity hey, it'll make you shit you know <laughs> I, I did just now. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> well, if you didn't, you know, you use up your last favor by bringing your daughter to his warehouse to be taught a lesson. Um, we, we would love to have him on this show. Oh, okay. I'll ask You're not, don't, don't, I know you, you always are very nice about this, this sort of stuff, mm -hmm. you, you know, uh, uh, and so I appreciate that, but you know, you don't have to commit to it uh, now. One of the most chill Zen human beings on the planet. So absolutely. Yeah. But then he, then he'd have to talk to us though. <laughs> well, that was <laughs> part of my work. I'll give you, know, by the way, here are maybe, the maybe he has an embarrassing middle name and he'll just hang up on us. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to ask for skating lessons. I was like, my ankles don't, don't go well. Yeah. He's like, my middle name is Armadillo. <laughs> my middle name is Tortoise. I'm just a rude Armadillo hawk. Um, Pat Oswald, what a delight. What do you got? Uh, we talked about your gigs this weekend. Is there anything else uh, uh, that you'd like to plug? I mean, I've got shows coming up. You can go to patnoswell.com. In June, I'll be everywhere. I'll be in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'll be in Austin, Texas. I'll be uh, up in, um, I'll be out in Montclair, New Jersey. Um, I think both the Austin shows are sold out, but Woo. there are tickets left for the other one. So, and I'll be at, um, I'll be hosting a gala at Just for Laughs in July. So come and see me. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, look at his socials and watch him. Uh, <laughs> Watch him find incredible mentors for his child. Yes. <laughs> that's that's going to be my next project is mentor my daughter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and why aren't you in a way that I get free swag? Yeah. You should, you know, be, you turn into King Pat and see if she's got some sort of, uh, you know, huge sports career locked in there somewhere. Oh dear God. I would never do that. Oh God. No. And, and I, that's why also, I don't want to be the, I don't want to be the, the jock version of the nerd dad, which I do see a lot amongst nerd dads, which is like, you're going to like all the realms that I like. You're going to be into Star Wars. You're going to be into Marvel. It's like, show them Star Wars. But if they're not into it, don't keep shoving it down their throat. Yeah. 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 But, but is she? <laughs> <laughs> She's not into Star Wars, no. But she there's a couple of um, uh, Marvel things she likes. But she's right. not like, oh, I want comic books all the time. She yeah. likes she likes playing basketball. She likes skateboarding, um, you know, stuff like that. So she's trust me, she has her own interests. All right. Well, who can we find in the world of basketball to, to uh, teach her a thing? Or two? LeBron. <laughs> yeah. LeBron James. What have you got to plug, Doug? Uh, every first Thursday of the month here in Austin, Texas, I've got a monthly show with my pal Mike Weeby. Uh, it's loosely comic book themed called Excelsior. It's at Buzz Mill East at 8 p.m. every first Thursday. Next one's June 2nd. 
And then June 9th, I will be in Richmond, Virginia at the Richmond Film Festival uh, as nice. part of a screening for our movie, The Disappearance of Toby Blackwood. And that will be at 10 o'clock Thursday, June 9th at the Bowtie Movie Theater. Yeah, come on and well, check it out. Bowtie Cinemas, that's a big chain in Virginia. <laughs> there you go. I'll, I will not be wearing a bow tie. No. <laughs> um, are you, I'll what, just, do you, what, do you, what 900 podcasts are you doing right now? <laughs> oh, my God. There's so, so many of them that you can learn about all of it over at uh, the flagship DougLovesMovies.com. There you go. Sign up for the Wide World of Doug's Twitter. It's spelled Wide World Zero Doug's because that's the best I could get. Um, but <laughs> sign up for that. Doug, Doug Loves Movies on Twitter is spelled out. Uh, Doug Benson on Twitter. Doug Mellard on Twitter. Patton, you just Patton Oswald on Twitter, right? Patton Oswald, easy to yeah. find. Yeah, keep it easy. That's what I tell people with their Twitter names, but they won't listen. Keep um, never do. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Patton. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for having yeah. me on, guys. I will talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right, man. I'm gonna. I'm, I just hit leave. Right. I'm good. Yeah, you're totally good. You just leave. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna leave. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> All right. So now let's talk about him. We've never had this opportunity. To just <laughs> immediately talk about him. But did you come up with any names for this episode, Doug? Ooh. I thought of one. Uh, Doug Atui? That's the one. <laughs> As always, Doug Atui! Got it?